0: You are listening to the NIHL Flyby with your hosts Matt Lindsay and Dave Ferrari, proudly supported by Skaters Network and Pride Tape. Welcome to episode 4, I'm one of your hosts Matt Lindsay and I'm Dave Ferrari and what a week it has been in hockey. Let's jump into the NIHL Dave, we have some new players coming in this week for round two Um, due to some unfortunate circumstances, talk us through it. Yeah, look, uh,
1: unfortunately, the North Stars rep women's team has had to cease operations for the year, so we're going to see a lot of the uh, rep women's team players come into the NIHL. We had a number of them to begin with, uh, so a few there will now join, bring our numbers up a little bit, which is excellent because they're tremendous players. They definitely add to the, the level of the comp, and we love having them part of the community. And fingers crossed, and I'm sure it will be uh, the rep team back for the 2022 competition in the uh, ISOC New South Wales League.
0: Absolutely excited to see Taya, Amy, and Georgia uh, this weekend. Um, we turned up to the office today, Dave, to two massive boxes in the office here. Pretty exciting stuff. What would it be? Yeah, the new jerseys. So, uh,
1: you know, we prefaced this a few weeks ago. Uh we, we're doing some new, brand new jerseys for the Division 2 teams this year. So we have the Bears, the Hounds, and the Hawks jerseys in stock now. So captains are being notified uh, this week, and their players can purchase them this weekend before the game. Um, we also have some new officials jerseys. So our, uh, our referees are going to be looking very sharp with their new threads as well. Can't wait to see them all on the ice and um,
0: see how it looks. Saturday Night Hockey in Newcastle is going to look very fresh this weekend. Um, speaking of, let's jump into some predictions of the NHL games, Dave. Um, Saturday night, we have Division 4 and Division 2 games. I want to see what your thoughts are in regards to who's going to take the wins. So, Saturday night, starting off, we have the Cyclones versus Blackhawks.
1: Oh, look, I think the Cyclones are going to uh, prevail in this one. I think mainly due to the play of uh, Ryan Painter in net you know, first game last week, but pretty athletic guy, looked comfortable in there. And, um, you know, that is have, although some new players, some pretty experienced ones like Sherry McCormick. She found the back of the net last week. Uh, And I think that'll be enough to get them past the Blackhawks.
0: Very good. Moving on to Div 2, we'll have the Bandits versus Hawks. Who have you got?
1: Yeah, this one I think is uh, setting up to be game of the round. Um, The Bandits with... You know, Hunter Al Massey doing his thing, uh, probably one of the most dangerous scorers in the league, and the Hawks, you know, defending champs from summer. With their veteran lineup, um, you know, it's going to be a bit of a clash of the Titans. But I do think the Bandits will get up this week. Just uh, had a lot of, you know, a lot of mojo going their way from last week, and I think they'll uh, get the better of the Hawks.
0: Awesome. After their game, we've got the Hounds versus Bears.
1: Yeah, another another good battle. Yeah. Um, i'd probably have to lean toward the bears on this one um you know they've got some new players coming into their side from the women's team like we mentioned and uh you know i think this would be a close game but i just think the bears might sneak across the line
0: excellent that wraps up saturday night's games and we move across to sunday which will have division three. Uh, first game up we have the sharks versus bandits
1: this one will be a cracker. I think the Bandits, although they lost last week, showed some great signs of an improving team. And uh, I think they will get up this week against the Sharks.
0: And last but not least for the weekend to wrap up our NIHL round two, Gold Miners versus Wolves.
1: Oh, look, I think history and, and the smart money is probably on the Gold Miners side, but I, do, I was really impressed with how the Wolves played last week on the back of uh, their captain, Jordan Van Alst. Uh, and I think that'll, you know, if they can keep that going, uh, I'm tipping a bit of an upset, the Wolves, to uh, outdo the gold Miners.
0: Yeah, mentioning Jordan, he's definitely one of the players to watch, I think, this weekend for round two. But who, in your opinion, are other players that uh, people may want to keep an eye out for this round?
1: Oh, look, there's, <clears throat> there's a lot. But uh, I, you know, I think someone like Jeff Lyon on the Hounds, uh, you know, he has the, the ability to break a game wide open. It uh, just depends if he wants to, to put in the, the effort or not. But uh, I think he's one guy on the Bears, Sam K, You know, he hasn't played in a few seasons, but he's back. Once he finds his game, he's going to be a difference maker. Um, probably Nathan Adams and, and Ryan Davis on the Bandits, you know, previously played with the Hawks, two big bodies, um, really strong players. And in Division Three, I think a player like Ken Shoring you know, once he finds his feet coming across from in line, I think he's going to be able to really do some damage um, and be a player who can break the game wide open for him. And lastly, uh, for the bandits, Connor Billingham. You know, he's taken a, a number of seasons off now, but he. You know, back in the day, he was a tremendous player in Division 2. So I think with his field hockey background, his ability to handle the puck very well and make good plays, I think, um, yeah, once he finds his feet, this year he's going to do some damage for the Bandits. So I'd I'd watch out for him as well.
0: Yeah, awesome wrap-up, mate. Looking forward to this weekend. Um, In other news, obviously we've got JFK over on WA running our Perth uh, hockey camp at the moment. Uh, I'm sure people have been noticing that on Instagram. It's going really, really well um and also we went last week and visited uh one of our partners skaters network down in sydney um which was awesome because we hadn't seen them since pre-covid so it had been you know 12 18 months since we got to catch up with those guys so got to see the shop the uh the new stick studio um which was excellent as well have you got any thoughts on that yeah uh, i do it was excellent like
1: You know, like Matt said, uh, we checked out the stick studio, which was my first time there. And that's it located in their skaters network store in Sydney. Uh, And it's awesome. It has the, um, you know, kind of the fake ice there. So you can even put skates on if you want to. And they've got the full range of Bauer sticks, uh, demo sticks. So every pattern, like every curve, every flex, uh, every model. So you can try them all out, see what's right for you. Me and Matt spent some time in there shooting a ton of pucks and and i ended up walking away with uh one of the supreme ultrasonics uh, which i haven't tried before or before i got into the stick studio uh, i got a p28 which is a new curve for me and i got a 70 flex which is the lowest flex i've ever had but i was just loving how this thing um shot and handled the puck in the stick studio so i'm really keen to get it out on the ice uh this week and and see how it performs maddie what did you pick up
0: yeah, I went with the, the Nexus. I've been aligned with that family for a couple of years now. Really enjoy their kick point and all that sort of thing. So I've picked up the new Nexus Geo uh, stick, which has a bit of a different shaft. So looking forward to seeing how that handles um, when I'm out on the ice. But also had a um, had a go at the uh, what's it called the custom skate fitting. What do they call that machine? 3D Fit Lab. 3D Fit Lab. That was the one. Um, so I put my feet into that and, and was kind of surprised to see that I was just size five and a half, which apparently used to be junior, but they have now made it intermediate because it was becoming more and more common. So yeah, learn something new every day, but I guess I'm in an intermediate skate now. Yeah, that, that 3D Fit Lab
1: is unreal. I, I recommend anyone in the market for skates to hit that up because... You know i i wear a size 9d skate and they they feel like they're custom they're awesome but when i go in the the fit lab i actually have you know my feet are different sizes so i have you know like a, an eight and a half and a kind of nine and a quarter or whatever it is <clears throat> so you know it, it's cool to see just how different each of your feet are and what skate will be the best for you and if you really want to splash out and get some custom skates you know they'll come in individual sizes which i think is just awesome
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, that wraps up our kind of hockey news for this week. Um, So, with that being said, let's jump into our favourite segment of Dave's Question Corner. All right, Davey, just a couple of questions this week um, relating to the NI first up. Um, So, we had an an email come through to uh, info at nsa-hockey.com from one of our players who is, I guess, starting to be interested in um, getting involved in goaltending. So I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on on this question where they've asked, I want to get into goaltending. Where do I start? Look, we're always
1: looking for more goaltenders, um, and there's, there's always a team that needs a goalie. So if you want to try goaltending, the best bet is to come along Monday nights, 5.45 to 6.45 p.m. to our Learn to Play program. We actually have a couple of full sets of uh, goalie equipment. So, you know, you can try it out in full gear. Uh, our goalie coach, Ethan Spell, will show you the basics how to, you know, go, go down, butterfly, get back up, um, steer pucks to the corners, all those sorts of things. And then you can jump in the play the game end and stop some pucks in a game situation. If from there, if you uh, want to get into a game, then we can get you into one of the nets for the Division 4 NIHL uh, game. So,. You know, like Travis Lang and Matt Montgomery have shown, from there, the sky's the limit. You know, you have rep hockey uh, and everything else out there if you want it. So Monday night, 5.45 during the school terms only.
0: Awesome. Uh, the next one is a bit more of a statistics question, testing your knowledge, Dave. But uh, I was curious to see um, who you thought had the most games played in NIHL history between Miles Nidry, Wendy Paintner, Josh Thompson and Brendan McCormick.
1: Yeah, all uh, all veterans of the league. Look, I think well, I think I'd have to scratch Brendan McCormick, because although he's played a lot of games, he came in a little bit later than the rest of those players. Josh Thompson missed a uh, a season or two with injury, I believe. And I know Miles of late, just with his work, hasn't been able to play a ton of games over the last season or two. So I would probably have to give it to Wendy Painter off the top of my head.
0: You're spot on, mate. Wendy is the winner. Um, but I want to shout out all four of these players just in regards to their games played. It's, it's really cool to see um, how long they've been involved in the uh, Newcastle hockey community. So Wendy wins with 204 games, uh, closely followed by Josh Thompson actually with 198. So only six games difference in that one. Um, followed then by Miles Nidri on 174 and Brendan McCormack with 138. So well done to all those players. Uh, Moving on to our hockey generic question, Dave. Um, These are, I've just got a list of kind of keywords or phrases that are involved in the hockey community um, and language of the game. So just want to get your best definition in regards to to those um, sayings or words. So first up, we have what is a breakout
1: yeah, breakout is when you have the puck in your defensive end um, and you've either just won possession or or you have possession and you're moving the puck out of your defending end to your attacking end as a team. So you're breaking out of your own zone and breaking into your offensive zone. Uh, you might see a set breakout where you know defense will have the puck behind the net, kind of take a pause while everyone gets into position. Uh, Or you'll just see a breakout from D-Zone coverage where you'll win the puck and be quickly up the ice as a team.
0: Excellent answer. All right, next one up, we have regroup.
1: Yeah, so a regroup is when uh, you may be coming up the ice and you get turned back or you just win possession in the neutral zone, for example, and you... You come back toward your own net, toward your defending net with the puck briefly uh, and regroup, get everyone back in their positions, so then you can can attack again as a team. We see this most commonly in the neutral zone. Um, And yeah, you're just regrouping that breakout attempt to go again.
0: Excellent. Now, neutral zone is referring to the middle section of the ice just for anyone who is unfamiliar with that term. Um, Next one up is a forecheck.
1: So forecheck is when uh, you put the puck in deep into your attacking end and the opposition has possession. And now you're trying to pressure the puck to win possession back. So you're running what's called a forecheck, um, applying pressure to them, trying to force a turnover so you win that puck back. All right,
0: next up, cycle.
1: Cycle is where you have the puck in the offensive zone and you're moving around, exchanging positions and reusing the puck, uh, keeping possession of it and ho- waiting for something to open up so you can capitalize. Best way I like to think about this is if you have a, a can or a bottle that's recyclable. Recyclable <laughs> I think yeah, is the right. word, sorry. Uh, it has a triangle on it with three arrows and that's what you're doing with the puck. You're, you're reusing the puck, you're recycling the puck Um, until a play opens up that you can hopefully create a scoring chance off.
0: That's actually a really good analogy. I've never heard that one before, so I'm sure that's going to be helpful to some people out there. Um, Last one is a bit of a two-parter, but strong side and weak side.
1: So strong side of the ice is a side that the the. Generally, the side of the puck is on and that all the players are on. Um, So strong side of the ice is where you have kind of strength in numbers, the most support around the puck. Weak side of the ice is the the side of the ice that the puck is not on and that obviously there's less players on, um, so less support, so it's it's weaker. So strong side where the puck is, weak side where the puck is not.
0: How important is the weak side um, in regards to player positioning and impacting the game? Yeah, look, I think on the
1: defensive side of things, you have to have good weak side awareness, uh, particularly like in D-zone, for example, that weak side defenseman may creep into the play. And if if you're the weak side winger and you're not aware of that and they get behind you, now you have an outnumbered situation down low that they may capitalize on. Um, I think on the offensive side, when you do have the puck, you know, like we said, the weak side, there's a lot of space, a lot of room over there. So if you can move the puck from strong side to weak side, uh, you know, quickly, then often you can get
0: away from pressure and into space,
1: which will give you time to, to create something.
0: Perfect. Good descriptions, mate. So moving on to our scenario now, um, got two different scenarios. They're pretty short and sweet, but um, the first one is a bit of a rare um, case for both yourself and I being typically being defensemen. Um, but Dave, you find yourself on a breakaway, you put your head up and you see that the goalie is quite deep in the crease. Does this mean you shoot the puck early or are you still going for a deke? Yeah, so like you
1: said, pretty foreign territory from me. But uh, if the goal is deep, then they have less of an angle to block out the net. So, you know, you should be seeing a lot of net. I would take it as if the goalie's is deep in the net, there's more room for me to shoot a puck past them versus them being very, very far out of the net where I have less net to shoot at. So goalie deep to me would mean shoot the puck and, and not deke.
0: All right, good answer. Uh, last one here is you're on the penalty kill. You're the right side defenseman. You do gain possession and you try to ice the puck, but in doing so, you snap your stick. What do you do?
1: Yeah, tough one. So obviously you're you're killing a penalty and now you're likely don't have possession of the puck. Um, and you have no stick. So, you know, I, first of all, I think it's most important that defensemen have sticks in their hand. So I would be talking to one of the forwards on the ice and asking for their stick. And that is legal. You can exchange sticks um, with, if a player doesn't have a stick. So they can give me their stick if they're the forward. Because because I'm at the net front, I'm going to need that stick to potentially scoop a puck off the goal line or or exit the puck out of the zone. Versus a forward who's further away from the net um, may not need to do that. So um, I'd be asking them for their stick, and as soon as a puck left the zone, I'd be hurrying to the bench to uh, ex- either get another stick or exchange with a player who has a stick. Um, you know, there's different schools of thought of, of, on this. That now, so even if I have that stick as a defenseman. The forward then doesn't have a stick, so you know I, I've I've been on teams where we just tell our player to come to the bench no matter what because we want you out there with a stick. So from you coming to the bench to get a stick or exchange with a player who has a stick, um, that leaves us you know twice as shorthanded. So I might might turn a five-on-four into a five-on-three uh, briefly, but I think that's okay because I'd rather a player out there with a stick because there's not a lot you can do without a stick apart from block a shot but even if you block it you then can't get the exit of the zone so many different things you can do but i think ultimately if i can boil it down the most important thing is to get a stick into our defender's hands as quick as possible
0: all right excellent answer man that was that was really good um is there anything else you want to add in uh before we wrap up for a week uh sorry episode four of the podcast um, no, I'm
1: just looking forward to the weekend. You know, a, a ton of games. Um, I do want to backtrack a little bit and just hats off to those uh, four players that Matt mentioned with those high game games played. Um, they're just extraordinary numbers when you think that, uh, you know, a season only has 10 games and a plus playoffs. Some are a little bit more. But, um, yeah, hats off to those guys and girls that have, have been at it for a long time. They are impressive numbers. And, it's you know, it's going to be crazy even years from now just to see how high these players or any players can get in games play very impressive
0: yeah absolutely all right guys that wraps that up for uh, episode four thanks again for listening as i said earlier if you've got any questions or comments or just want to have a chat about anything we've discussed on the podcast please send us an email at info at nsa-hockey.com and we look forward to chatting again next week